All right, welcome to Pass the Mic for Friday, September 22nd, 2023, episode 87. That's Sidney Crosby's number, if you didn't know. Mike Gervasi, how are you? I'm Jeff Campbell, forward Detroit Lion, too. How are you doing? Uh, <laughs> pretty good. I wonder who's had the more uh, prestigious career. Pat Caputo would probably tell you the Detroit Lion uh, if he's on the radio tonight. Um, uh, welcome back. We had our special guest last week, the king of feedback, Mr. Max Bailey. So we didn't really get feedback from him. Right, because he was on the episode. But did yeah. you get some? You got a lot of feedback. It's going to lead to our top, a, a second straight week of a flip flop show. Right? You got yeah, a lot of yeah. Oh my god, we got a ton. So let me just start with um, some of the, the the feedback on the sports. Uh, John, my my sister's boo, if you will. He um, he mentioned first off, he apologized. I think what happened was is one of those things where we'll, we'll get to the sports thing in a second where he commented on some one of your grammar things trying to be funny. And I think he caught that there's just that that's you can't be funny if you're not in person with a person. So yeah, and I don't mind. Yeah. But he sent I, the apology text. I don't care. Um <laughs> he uh, his favorite game was uh Wings Abs from March of ninety seven, the, the the fight Is game. That, oh the fight game. Okay. Fight yeah. Game, yeah. All right. Um he um Bill Burgai mentioned loving Mike Schmidt, and he thinks I'm getting replaced by Max. Um, not Wojo, of course. Not Wojo. Oh, maybe what was it? Wojo. You might you might want to talk about that a little bit. That was uh. So we recorded. Uh, what night did we record the episode? That would have been it Wednesday. Must have been on Wednesday, and you went Wednesday, and we went and we entered. And I, you know, I've occasionally on this show have bad mouth Wojo. And he was at the Woodhaven Buffalo Wild Rings with uh, Jeff Rieger. Ninety-seven won the ticket. My son Nate was up there working and uh by the way it was sponsored by miller light they were giving out free bottles of miller light family friendly uh very family friendly if you ask me uh and wojo was there he was um going to walk out he's if anyone notices on these night shows he doesn't work as rieger works a little longer than wojo i don't know what the contract situation is there i never caught that but yeah uh, well I, I caught it in person he went to go use the restroom and uh um ken sakura long time Mm -hmm. frequent commenter and listener was there with his uh, boy and some other a couple kids and max and i went up there together and we grabbed wojo for a group picture which maybe i'll throw it up on the i threw it up on regular facebook I don't, oh i put it up on our facebook page yeah I put it up on the and uh i offered to buy him a gin and tonic his go-to drink and he said no thank you he had a long drive family right. friendly family friendly yeah <laughs> um todd bailey mentioned his favorite game michigan ohio state 2021 that was a game rocky george and i attended in person you attended that in person um, Deontay and Antoine. Deontay's a frequent listener. He's very excited to hear that Max was on the show. Um, they coached together one year, and Deontay came on the staff. He, um, he and Antoine both mentioned the Michigan Kansas game from 2013 when Trey Burke hit that three pointer to tie the game. Uh, and, and then it went to overtime, and Michigan won. They eventually made it to the final game before losing to Louisville. Um, and just a quick uh, little sidebar there to that story. Steve Kerr announced that game. I'll never forget. He was he was a great announcer. Now he's a great NBA Hall of Fame NBA coach. Um, so yeah, he he did announcing that game. Um, now a couple of things of feedback. Kind of let you jump in here. Antoine was really laughing at my Cedar Point take, calling me old. Uh, Deontay mentioned something. This is pretty interesting, and I think you'll appreciate this. What he can't do is he's getting older. He cannot close out bars like at ten or eleven. He's oh like, no, no way! Right, right. I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't know if I could do that. Two, one thirty, one forty-five. Right, 
No oh. way. I don't know, man. I remember many years ago, I flew into Vegas and my sister was getting married and the bachelor party was that night that we arrived. So I flew in. So, you know, you're got the time change anyway, right? You fly in yeah. early in the day. I spent the do that did stuff during the day, hung out, then went out that evening. It was like a 24 hour outing by the time I ended up getting back to the hotel. When you take yeah. all things, I, I think I'd be dead now. <laughs> like the, I think I'd be dead. I, yeah, now. I agree. I agree. Uh, that yeah, no, no way. I don't see myself closing anything down. Like I said, we mentioned this before. As getting older, like having beverages during the day is much more enjoyable. Yes. Um, I'm going to hold off on one more. Uh, Mike Quinn sent us a comments. My brother is now listening, and oh, okay. he, he just verbally told me uh, it mentioned Michigan, Kansas as well. Also, Michigan, the Jordan Poole game. So we got a new listener with my brother now too. Oh, excellent. Um, I did get a little feedback too on our, remember we flip-flop things. So our overrated yes. underrated was education was conferences and open house and the famous um, uh, UP aficionado reached out to me to let me know that uh, elementary conferences, um, even in the second time through, you got to round these people up and it's very frustrating as for as much as we say, the second round's a little easier for us. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, but of course it's that never ending battle. I think, you know, so on and so forth. But yeah, that was, I mean, I, you did a great job on the feedback. Tom Pack did another great pitcher. I think he, he incorporated did. the Wojo. Didn't he incorporate the Wojo pitcher into that? I thought he, he did. did. I think he yeah. did. Now, oh, I got to mention one other thing. You mentioned this. Odd Tom subject. Pack, 1-0. and oh, He beat, or not 2-0? and oh, yes. they, they won. 1-0. and 1-0. Oh. 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 They beat Woodhaven, right? Yes. Both yes. the 7th and 8th. Yeah, maybe so they'll have, maybe, maybe they should um have him on the Warrior Way podcast. Good oh, yeah. boy comes home and beats the yeah. former school uh nick pack is also one to know the eighth grade tom's son uh okay. his son. so um one other thing Kristen mentioned something about um she, she thought that the layout is cool with the outdoor thing but she did like she kind of likes the idea of being able to see the path your kid goes to start the year so she's kind of likes the conventional open house. Oh, okay. okay. I thought that was an interesting. Yeah, play. I mean, I get it. Like, especially if you've never been in the building, you know what I mean? Right. Now with conferences, you're not in the building. So you're right. A lot of people don't ever get to see the building. That's a good point. But again, this setup is a little more easier if you have multiple kids, which I think she has to deal with. Right. 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 Yeah. So, um, all right. Mike of the week time, right? Yeah, it's you. Mike of the week. Uh, well, I predicted the Steelers would be win a close one. Um, of course, I didn't count on their defense scoring more as many touchdowns as their offense in two weeks, but it's happened. Um, so I'm going to go with an old school Pittsburgh Steeler, oh, Mike man. Webster. Mike Webster it. was the it. center during the Steel Curtain days. Do you know he played um, from 1974 to 1990? Um, wow, I did not. Yes, he finished the season, 89-90 season with the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, he was part of that amazing draft class they had um, with multiple Hall of Famers. He was a fifth-round draft pick, uh, just a staple at center. That and he crazy. also also died at a young age. I think yes. like a, the, the concu- like, yes. for lack of better term, his brain was mush yes. by the yes. time he reached. But, I mean, he – I, I mean, we think about these players now that can't last six, seven years, even an offensive line. We've talked about this before. seems to have some longevity still, even in this era right. of the NFL, Joe Thomas and some of those guys, you know, the, if their legs hold up, they can go a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and you think about that, man, like uh, he, he was playing still in 89, 90, a guy right. that won four Super Bowls with the steel curtain. 
I think of myself, like, like I look at him and I think he like, you know, the footage of him, he's so old. And to know that he went, he lasted into Barry Sanders' career is pretty remarkable. I didn't, yeah, I, I just a crazy, I mean, I, I don't even think, I don't think anybody we'd see go that long nowadays. I mean, Tom Brady obviously uh, went a long time, but as a quarterback, you're very much more protected. This was a guy that yeah. was getting hit on every play from scrimmage. Right. right. Um, and it's sort of a, a chain of Steeler centers that went from Mike Webster to Damani Dawson uh, through to um, uh, up to the one of the Pouncy boys um, was a they had a long stretch there of centers that just held down the fort. So yeah. Mike Webster will go up on the wall once we got to update the wall. We're gonna get once cross country seasons and we'll get Studio B. So you let last week you decided you wanted to do this flip flop thing where you took the education topic and shifted it to overrated underrated and take what we normally sometimes talk about in the overrated underrated which is anything and do this thing where we did um, most best wins in history of uh, your sports team. So we're going to start again with overrated, underrated. We're going to do the flip education mm -hmm. topic. And the topic is, but it's a little bit, we're sneaking a little bit here, but it's that prime season. Now it's high school football season. So high school football games, what do you got is overrated. So, we, first of all, full disclosure, yeah. you and I work, we are on the home staff of every varsity home football game and JV home football game. Yeah. We're up in the booth working. So we right. see a lot. So we get to see a lot and we get to really kind of like just take it all in from up there. And so I, I'd really like Mike Candela, a frequent listener, to comment on this. Um, I My overrated is the, the notion of how big college football is in the South and in Texas. Now, I'm not saying... High school? Are you saying high, high school? school? High, high school, school, yeah. Okay. High school. I'm not saying it's not, but... I think when you inevitably, when you say that, how, you know, big it is there and you make movies Friday night lights and all that stuff, I think it takes away from how big it is here. It's a, it's a hell of an event here. Right. And it's not, yes. we take it very, it's, it's a like last week we played Wyandotte who was horrendous. No offense to the bear elite there, but they, they the were bear trap. Yeah, Paul Showalter. On, on our side, it was full. It was packed for, yes. a, you know, it wasn't a homecoming game. It was just a regular, regular season game. And, you know, it, it was, it, it's an event every week. So I think that anytime you talk about, so again, overrated doesn't mean bad, overrated. It, it's not even that it's untrue. I just think it takes away from what we have up here. So I'm saying the, the notion that football. Southern high school, so high school yeah. football in the South. Right, right. All right. Uh, this one may hit home for you in a way. My overrated are all these middle school doofuses running around at these football games. I, I, I I'm so glad that I don't work security or when we're on the road, I notice this more because we're not in the box. Right. Right. We're, right. We're, and, and I know like the policy, the quote unquote, the announcement that comes out via parent square, nobody can be dropped off without a parent, you know, nobody's attending this without a parent there and this or that. But still, I think a lot of people think this is like a daycare for three hours on a Friday night. And it is just a, uh, mess down there, and I yeah, we've worked this plenty of times. We've had walkie talkies in the past in the press box with security calling for people because of who knows what going on. Thankfully, we've closed in the bleachers underneath. But whenever I walk down there, like, and I and we don't as we used to always sometimes go down at halftime too, right? Grab yeah. something to drink. But now there's so many people that go to the games, can't yeah. do it, can't do it. But la this last week, I did pop down for a little bit, and I was now I know why I don't go back down there at halftime. No, I it's walked not down there. Even 
I, it's horrible down there at halftime. And that was even before I, I haven't gone down in a few years. So yeah, yeah I, I will not, I will not be going back. I'm not working tomorrow night uh, for the Southgate game. I have another, um, uh, you know, thing on my calendar and then homecoming. I do work the game, but I'm down on the field for homecoming, you know, for homecoming, but uh, yeah. So I don't know, you know what our high school kids aren't bad. They sit in the student section, Right. You know, they do it. The, the wind kids that were there were fine. You know, the high school kids seem to do fine. I think it's when it's this element of younger kids that have this sort of free for all. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'd lose my mind if I was down there. I'm yeah. surprised. Yeah. I, 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 that's my overrated. No offense to all you Seahawks and Mr. Bailey, you know, and your kids down there. No offense, but it's overrated. What do you got for underrated? Underrated. So, you know, I mentioned this when we were talking about college football. I mentioned it when we had the maestro in. Um, I, Herb Street said this before, and, and I, I notice it more and more. The band is what makes a lot of times the college football game atmosphere a little bit different than the pros. So I'm going with the band. I think it's it makes such a cool atmosphere. The sound of the band at the game just makes it that, you know, and again, you'll hear occasionally something at a pro game and I'm not taking away from the pro game. I love the pro game, but I, I just, the band to me is such a unique part of the college and high school game experience. So for high school games, I'm going with the band. And it's grown so much. I notice, like Wyandotte had a small little pep band yeah. at the game. You know, they bring their own, a little, you know, it's not the full marching band. Right. Um, we brought ours to Etzel, right? Yeah. I think. Yep. Didn't we have some kids at Etzel Ford, uh, which was pretty I, cool. I know we did at one of the two. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. Oh, Trenton. Trenton. When we were supposed to be home, I'm sorry, it was the Trenton game. No, I think we had something at one of the, I, I, maybe it was Taylor. We we did have the pep band at one of the. the which games. is pretty, I mean, that, that, that was never you know, that was an, un, you know, you wouldn't see that. Um, I'm going to tie into that. Like, and you sort of mentioned that when you're talking about the, the, the whole sense of community and what having a, um, at least a competitive, you know, you don't even have, and I said, we're very fortunate. We've been competitive to being very good. You know, we're back-to-back down River League champions. We've had home playoff games. So, you know, I think that's good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's only, you know, but even in years where we didn't win the down River League, we were competitive, right? We talked about that, how playing Wyandotte, about four or five years ago, those were some great football games, some right. great football games, Woodhaven. Having just to be able to say you're competitive, and this is not to knock these other schools that are trying, you know, you're trying to build your program, right. but that makes such a difference. It's not just the football parents and the band parents, but there's people there that are just community members that are there. The booster club, like, you know, doing special menu items, the 50-50 draw, what, wasn't the take home like over $500 for just a regular season game? Mm-hmm. For just a, re- that, that used to be like the, homecoming number like what about 10 years ago when we were first yeah. doing this right and, and like i said man that's what i'm and, and going back to my overrated i almost feel like i should have just said underrated for for us because it, it is just it's something and again i know we're not the only ones now i i'm also fairly certain that you go to a taylor game or something like that it's probably not quite the atmosphere but it's pretty damn cool here man no but you know what like uh, we went to that game um at taylor they had a pretty good crowd for their home game they had the fireworks that went off i that you know they're doing no you know in all honesty they did some cool stuff and you know their their student section and their band was good so I just think it's harder though like I saw you know we talked about it and I'm not trying to pile on to wind at them but what was there last Friday compared to what was there four or five years ago sure. in that famous game that we lost right. where we were stuffed on the final two point conversion mm-hmm. I mean yeah. that the you know that, that stadium was that visitor side was packed. Yeah. And it wasn't that way Friday. And, right. you know, Wyandotte's a, you know, they're a proud town and maybe one day they'll get back to that. But right now they're not. And and I'm not here gloating about it. I'm just, no, we're just no. stating a fact. 
Right. But, and that's something that Gibraltar should feel very proud about, you know, like, like, and I'm sure when we go to Trenton for the second time this year, yeah. uh, next week, I'm sure they will be pretty full. I think that's their homecoming. So of course it's going to be full. Yeah. Uh, and then we go to Woodhaven and, you know, you know, as well as I know, that will be a very full stadium as well. There's some, you know, um, a lot of stuff going on with that. And again, I think we go back to that week one airport brought a ton of people to Trenton. It wasn't yeah. you know, even, you know, something that was even further. So we'd love to hear what people think, what they're overrated under. I'd love, we've got to get some input from uh, coach Candela down in Georgia. Um, you know, there's fame, there's States that football, sort you know, Texas, of course, there's been a whole TV show about it sure. for years. Pennsylvania high school football had a big run too. You think about quarterbacks that came out of yeah. uh, the Pennsylvania thing. Ohio so, is obvious, obviously always mentioned in there as well. Yeah. Uh, but Michigan, we're, we're doing it, man. We're doing it. Well, they said, wasn't there something like, did you see that thing that said the most amount of NFL yes. players were out of the Detroit public schools? Detroit, yeah, yeah. The, the, the biggest one. school week system, one. week one, the biggest school system that had NFL players yeah. was the Detroit public school Detroit system. Public that's school. crazy. It is. So, yeah, thank you for that. I didn't even think about that, but you're right. Yeah, that's a talk about local. It's right. uh, There you go. Right. Also, hey, another good week for Detroit. Detroit Metro Airport voted best airport in the country. Was it really? Yeah, look at that. Neat. I didn't know that. Right. Better than LaGuardia. <laughs> Better than Barcelona. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so our education flip topic, so our just our topic is mm-hmm. last week was most memorable wins that weren't a championship. We're going to take it now. This, for me, was a lot easier. So there's been a lot more heartbreak, it seems, uh, than um, happiness, um, even for me as a Pittsburgh fan. Uh, so heartbreaking losses that, and that some of these I was I was at. What I'm going to talk about, I was at two of these games in person that I'm going to put on my list. So do you want to go? Go ahead, you can go first. Give okay. me give me All one right. of yours, and I'll give you one of mine, and we'll keep going until we run out because I got a list here. Okay, you got a list. How many do you have? Um, one, two, three, four. Okay, and I All bet right. we match. I don't have one that I think you're going to say, but I got four. All right, so I'm going to take out – okay, so I'm going to take out the NBA Finals, even though – Yeah, like you, yeah, really you can't do Robert Ory. You can't do Robert right. Ory, even though it wasn't the deciding game. Isaiah sprinting his ankle, losing by one on a bad call. It was a bad call. Game six, I know you say you got overcome, but, man, that was 14 <laughs> seconds left. A horrible call. Yes. Um, so uh, taking that out uh, – We gonna, all know the Pistons, number one. Go ahead, say it. It's Isaiah throwing the ball away. But I was in third grade. But that, okay. that, that that's that was that, too, I was a little older. That was a gut punch, man. Yeah. Uh, my brother and actually, to be honest with you, my mom made me go to bed. So I woke up in the morning. My brother was just he, he was like, you're not going to believe what happened. And I, I'll never forget. <laughs> so that's going to be my first one. It's not my number one just because I wasn't quite old enough. But that's, that's OK. Awesome. You go ahead. Um, I don't have a piston one at all because, well, that was it. So I'm going to go with a game I was at. Um, to me, it's the most gut-wrenching Lions loss um, in my lifetime. It was the Brett Favre at the Silverdome um, where Early he start. throws, chucks it across his body. I was in that end zone. My seats were in that end zone right around the 10-yard line and just a total gut punch. How he, comp- how he threw that ball yeah. that far. Um, uh, Benny Blades, I think, was the safety. No, it was uh, Blades was the safety. Kevin Scott, number thirty-eight, was the corner. I was at the game too. Okay. That, that was oh, yeah, I, I, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm. Is that your, is that your Lions game? So you, my Lions taking, one, yeah. All right, okay. Um, do you want me to go again, and you can go? I, well, first of all, I'll go because 
NFL wise, the Steelers lost multiple AFC championship games that they were very good. A couple uh-huh. Bill, the Denver game where Cordell Stewart was a quarterback and Bill Romanowski jerk and three rivers stadium where he does the famous thing where he hits his head. I still to this day can't stand Bill Romanowski because of that. I was also at the AFC championship game. This one doesn't, I told you this, this doesn't hurt me as much the year they lost to the chargers um, and Dennis Gibson, former lions knocked down the pass from Neil O'Donnell uh, to Barry Foster in the end zone. I was at that game, the opposite end zone, watching them drive. And that was a huge upset. Steelers were huge. A lot of these AFC championship games, they were big favorites. They were favorites over Denver. They were favorites over, they were supposed to win all these games. I, I wonder like how many, the one they even lost to the Patriots. They only, you know, they were, they were favorites, but I not as heard on that one that I was at because I honestly think the 49ers were going to maul yeah, and kill right, anybody. Right that went into that Super Bowl, they embarrassed San Diego a week later. So yeah. those multiple AFC champions, more so the Romanowski one. I, I, I'm i glad they got payback that year and beat Denver, even though it was no, nothing near the same team to go to the Super Bowl. Uh, but man, that, that team annoyed me. And that Denver team went on to win the Super Bowl. So obviously that one was a much more winnable. If they won that AFC championship game, they probably had a good chance of winning the Super Bowl. So I'm going to go, okay, one more Lions one. Um, the playoff game against Dallas from, I believe, 2014 was the season. And, again, we've – although you didn't really chime in on that one too much. Max was more on that one. Uh, the pass interference was called, and it was the flag was inexplicably picked up. Then the punter uh, – God, I can't remember the punter's name. He's, Sam Martin punts like a nine-yard punt. It was just everything went bad at that point. That was a big gut punch because I thought that was a very good Lions team. Sue, that was his last game as a Lion. He was incredible. But I'm going to go with my number one, and this is a shout-out uh, to Mike Quinn because he mentioned this on text. Um, and, and this, and believe it or not, it's a Tiger game. When Tigers are up one nothing in the series up against Boston in the – ALCS um, up one nothing in the series. T- took the first game at Fenway up five to two in the eighth inning. Poppy comes up, bases loaded and hits a grand slam. Um, I'm sorry, it was five to one. He tied it. And Torrey Hunter fell over the fence, just missed making a great catch. And it was just you know maybe with the power of hindsight we know this, but you knew they just weren't going to win the series at that point. And their pitching, their starting pitching was as good as any starting pitching staff in our lifetime maybe save the Atlanta Braves of the 90s, but that pitching staff was amazing. And to lose that game, I, I firmly believe they win the World Series if they win that game. Uh, they were they were a very, very good team that year. So yeah, that was right. On, that was on my list too. I just wrote Big Poppy. Yeah. That dumb, that dumb cop out in the bullpen. God, I, there's the, the, the little things I remember about these games and that guy raising his arms up in the air like yeah. he did something besides standing there and probably eating about eight hot dogs during that game. <laughs> no offense to law enforcement officers. Of course but not. Just, of course not. Uh, but so annoying and frustrating because you're right, that was a good... That I still contend that was probably... Even though they didn't make the World Series, that was one of the best Tiger teams during that stretch. Yeah. And of course, Max mentioned this last week, the Pirates um, in the NLCS uh, many years ago with Sid Bream walking around third base Barry Bonds throwing a, a batting so, practice so again and that was a good memory for me as a Taylor guy cheering for Steve yes and, and you know really the shocking the most shocking part of all that not even was that Jose Lean the second baseman who was usually a flawless second baseman had an error uh earlier in that inning that sort of botched that and do you remember the guy's name that got the hit 
Gosh, no. I if don't. I'm not mistaken, I, I, I'm i sure we'll be fact-checked on this one. I believe it was Francisco Cabrera. Cabrera being his oh, last okay. believe. No relation no to Miguel. Relation. Right, right. <laughs> so there's a lot of games out there. I'm sure there's some other. We didn't mention some college games that I know were big around here, oh, uh, depending on who you root. The there's um, a lot of Michigan-Michigan State games. Uh, that there are, is. Trouble that with are, the snap, just to kind of – I swear, so we were at the, the – Trivia we, night. But we were at trivia night, and I, you know, I'd been humbled as a Michigan fan, and I wasn't going to gloat. Um, Max was behind me, and he, he's like, I, you know, I remember him saying, you, "You need to accept Michigan's good." He, in fact, at that moment, he predicted them to go to the playoff because we, you know, and again, I wasn't, I, I just, I, Mike, I knew, I Shocking. thought they were going to win, but something was just didn't feel right, and. You know, for it to happen, then you know he offered to bet me because I said I don't know, Max. I don't know. He's like, I'll bet. I'll bet. I'm Michigan. You bet Michigan State. Though, as the place have, he's like, you should have bet me. You should have bet me. Um, you know, and I, I think it took everybody in the room. I think just everything kind of paused for just a half a second, just to kind of shocking. And never, you know, I, I haven't, I haven't seen a fin. I mean, I mean, you know, people talk about the Alabama Auburn game with the run back on the missed field goal, but. Um, I think that was more of, I mean, that was put into your heads a little bit because it could happen. And it was just as shocking in my opinion, but I think this was just all they had to do was punt the ball. Like yeah. they didn't have to like, because I, I believe if they missed that field goal, it was still tied. Right. Like, so they're like, even if Alabama, you know, like you're not. Yes. Yes. They were going over. Whereas Mich Michigan's in the lead, just kick yes. the ball away. I mean, anything, 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 but what happened can happen. It was just, and, it, and again, Sean McDonough, Sean no no what was uh I think it's Sean I think you're right. it is yeah like the call is just what a famous call what what yeah. a famous call that will go down all right we'd love to hear people's input I'm sure there's lots of input throughout the country throughout the thing with teams um all right hot mic take what do you have for this week you know I, it's funny that we've talked about trouble with the snap I'm going to hold off on it. I was kind of stuck between two but I want to do this now I really want to give a shout out to our UAW brothers and sisters um holding it down, uh, you know, on the picket lines, doing some amazing things. I'm sure we all have people that are there. Um, you know, I, I solidarity, man, I, I working people, uh, UAW helped this area grow into what it was. Um, you know, we're the motor city, you know, the car capital of the world. And I, and I, I'm, I'm hoping those, those guys get what they deserve because they've taken a lot and, you know, that's all of us working people, I think have some solidarity with them. So I just wanted to, give a quick shout out to them. Um, I hope that they're holding strong and I, I hope it continues until they get what they deserve. I, you know, and I want to say, cause we always see comments or whatever and people, first of all, it's a negotiate, it's negotiations. You yes. aim high. We went through this right. last year with our, you aim high. So when you start getting mad at these individual things, I hear a lot of people complaining about the 32 hour work week or 40% right. or this or that you aim high so that eventually these things come together and you reach a point of, you know, bringing back something you want to your membership, um, you know, like, and again, I think I've mentioned this before. This is the United States of America. Let freedom ring. Let capitalism yeah. ring. Right. If you if this is making you angry for some reason, which I don't know why, unless your mom is the GM chairperson, and you're right. Forty eight million dollars at home. If she is good for you. Right. But for the other ninety eight percent of us that are listening to this podcast, go fill out an application for Ford. Go fill out an application for General Motors. If you think it's so great, yeah. there's nothing stopping you from going and working that job. This is America. Go right ahead. I don't I don't understand why there's anger and hatred in some cases for these people. 
which I never had, like, I never, we, we mentioned this when they get their profit sharing, whatever, I don't get angry, like good for them. Right. Someone wants to go work there, go apply, fill out the application and work there. I don't, I don't no, want I, to. Again, I don't know how deep, I know you have some roots in other, uh, you know, in other places here. My grandfather was a, a big member of the UAW local 600. Um, you know, and I just, it, it, you know, I, I, I had, there, there's a piece of my family in this, in this Michigan uh, book about Michigan history. And there's a, a picture of him with his, his UAW brothers and sisters. And it just kind of brings me back, you know, when I see this right now. And again, I mean, livelihoods are at stake here. So I don't want to, uh, you know, I, I don't want to speak for anybody. I'm just, I'm hoping that they get, they, they've taken so much, you know, after, after the bailouts and all that stuff, they took a lot of hits. Um, so I, I'm really pulling for them. Um, well, great. So you gave your shout out to the UAW. I'm going to give my shout out to my cross country parents. Um, last week, I sort of, we talked about like the uh, Max brought up the element of community. And I mentioned the Saavedra's um, being some good parents that, but we have so many good parents and the Pates. I know, <laughs> I know we mentioned like <laughs> the Pates a lot, but they're, they're cross country parents. Um, I needed bailed out with like a team photo for a banner. Elizabeth handled that like a pro um nathan law the laws the, um so many people come and help set up these um our kids with a nice setup and with snacks and food max bailey who's now a parent for my cross-country team how things come full circle the guy that i used to coach with is now a parent i was down a coach uh big shout out to evie crampton um oh man uh, we yeah. all, i'm glad i tied this in um her iron man in maryland so she, she you know with with a valid reason she wasn't at our meet saturday max stood up and help me coach that meet. Um, and just like old times, we were running around New Boston here on um, not knowing what we're doing, but still coaching and having two kids place. But I, again, I just want to thank all of our parents. And again, it goes back to what we talked about last week, the idea of community. We put a sign up list up for snacks and help and it's overflowing. People are signing up for more things. And we, I'm very, I'm just happy with our numbers. We got a, a good amount of young people, new people running. And it's sort of like the, the sport that, um, uh, you know, sometimes doesn't get a lot of publicity. There aren't crowds watching it. Usually they're just the fam, the parents and our parents have done a good job. Mr. Von Holton brought me two loaves of rye bread this past week. He's a big oh. bread guy. And uh, so I want to give a shout out to him. So all of those parents, but the whole element of community, the people that step up and they're doing what's best for the kids always. And uh, that's, that's great to see. And I, I just want to thank everybody for that. And we got a big meet at Jefferson Saturday uh, down at Sterling State Park. So we're recording this very late Thursday night. We're late Thursday night, yeah. Late Thursday night. So that's that's what we got there. So um, two great uh, hot mic hikes this week, UAW and uh, community parents. So that's good. Hopefully that'll get settled soon because it's it's not good for the state of Michigan. Not I'm at all. It's not out. good for anybody. I mean, it's not good for trade right now. There's yeah. a lot of things going wrong with it, but they, those guys, have, the, they've taken a lot. So guys and gals. Famous line from the Seinfeld episode with the, the hat, with the and the Kenny Rogers roaster, they're saying that's not good for anybody. <laughs> uh, all right. So you were wrong on your Lions pick last Way week. Up. Yeah. Uh, they are home, and there's already some fear that this game is the featuring of the running back they passed up, who has had a little better start right. in two games. Uh, and there's already some questions about this draft pick especially with what's going on down in Atlanta. This is a big game. I think if the Lions somehow lose this game, and then and especially if the running game is outmatched, man, it could really start going down a bad path. They were five-point favorites and opened up. I think it's down to three, for those of you that are family-friendly and into wagering. Uh, what do you have for the Lions this week? 
The Lions 28, Atlanta 24. Be All right, so, so close game. And the Lions are having trouble with injuries. But, again, that's everybody. Everybody's having mm-hmm. – I mean, this is the NFL, man. These, these poor guys uh, – yeah. Another union note: they should all have lifetime health care. Absolutely. It's once great. you play one, once you play one NFL game, you should have lifetime health care. These guys are making billions. These owners are making billions, and you got guys that knees are being blown every Monday night game. Someone pointed out the last couple Monday night games, there's been a catastrophic injury. Yeah. Uh, if you go back to the Buffalo right. Cincinnati mm-hmm. game from last year, Week One with Aaron Rodgers, who we always like to pile on a little bit, and then in the the Steelers Browns okay. game. Uh, I mean, it's just ridiculous all this money that these guys don't have lifetime health care coverage, but right. I'm not I'm not the part of the National Labor Relations Board. Uh, I think the Lions, boy, I think they're going to win. I mean, but but I really start to fear that like some people, the calls that are coming in are like, hey, we this is a number one pick. And he sort of and I get it. But meanwhile, in Atlanta, they're shoving the ball right into this guy. And he's you know, what I mean, like it's sort of like, what are we doing here? We this this is a top pick. And we're sort of like, we want to ease into it. Well, but he's not, the Montgomery injury kind of, I think is going to force him to, he's not that kind of back. I I, I think it's. An don't, take don't take him. Don't take him. That's fair. I think he's going to step up though. But again, it's a fair, Mike, we're two games in. Can, can I give him some the breaks? I just worry. I just worry. I, I haven't liked this pick since the pick was made. I, I just want that to be clear. I felt that I don't have a problem with taking the running back. But they took the wrong one if they were going to take this pick. Okay, that's we'll the, see. so. Steelers are at the Raiders, I think. With this, that pre-mentioned most expensive ticket, um, I think that's where they are this coming week. I haven't looked at my. I guess I should probably look at my uh, um, info. The, of course, also with the the Steelers have some injuries as well. Um, I just want to confirm that. Yes, at Las Vegas, uh, Sunday night, Sunday night football. Ooh. The Steelers' offense has scored two touchdowns over two games. The Steelers' defense has scored two touchdowns over two games. I think they wake up this week. I think they beat the Raiders, um, and I think the offense actually does something. And they start off 2-1, and one, and I'm not bearing the Bengals yet. I think that – I still think they're the best team in the AFC North at 0-2. Can I tell you what I what I did with Joe Burrow and my fantasy team? Benched him? I was just kidding, but no, I traded him. Oh. <laughs> Well, he's hurt. That might have you might have got some value there. I'm he's telling you, he's I, the, Mike. He might for fantasy aside. This is a guy that maybe he came. Maybe they rushed him back a little bit, and maybe this is going to be a lingering injury, and they're just going to have to. They're not going to win with without him, so they might struggle this year. Well, we want to thank everybody for listening. We would love to hear, like I said, we I want to, we want to hear um, some of the stuff we brought up today. I'd love to hear what uh, people we want to hear. We, we specifically called out Coach Candela. We want to hear what people love about Friday Night Lights in this area. And then again, those heartbreaking losses. Hopefully, no heartbreaking losses this week. College football again is we're not. We didn't even touch the Michigan State game. That wasn't oh, heartbreaking. That wasn't so. So um, hopefully this weekend the Lions fans we get a little, like I said, not as heartbreaking. Have a great week and we will see you next week.